All right, so DeFi continues to be pretty much one of the wonder kids of what's happening in crypto and blockchain right now, obviously with some of the fallout and contagion of FTX, DeFi has been one of the big gainers. And to many, DeFi is looked at and has been looked at um, maybe in a quasi-questionable area. I think that is now starting to change. So we're seeing a lot of people, not only here in the U.S., but abroad, really kind of really start to move more strategically into the DeFi zone. So we wanted to dive in a little deeper today and really kind of focus in on a project that I think you guys are going to love. But anyway, we'll get into that deep. My name is Paul Barron. Welcome back into TechPath. Let's get into it today with Hamza Khan. He is the head of DeFi over at Polygon. So Hamza, great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Polygon, well known for a lot of layer two activities, everything from partnerships with major companies to unbelievable NFT programs to just an absolute range of tool sets from dApps and things of that nature that have really kind of accelerated Polygon into the forefront of the crypto scene. But DeFi is one of, I think, the core strengths of Polygon. I'd love to kind of hear your um, your input a little bit about, first of all, the current state of where Polygon DeFi is. Uh, we'll get into the ecosystem and all that good stuff. And then also, what's your kind of your day-to-day there? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so just to give a little history, so I had joined Polygon like three, uh, two years ago when there was practically no DeFi on Polygon. There was only one right. project called Quicksop. Um, and now, I don't know like how many projects we have, like 500, 600, 1,000 projects, just DeFi. Um, so it has it has been a long, long ride. Um Right now, Polygon DeFi has the most amount of users, the most volume, the most, um, you know, even without an exchange, sometimes uh, even without an exchange, like uh, deep relations with an exchange, we still do the highest, uh, the the second highest volume, uh, second or third highest volume depends on the day. Um, right. And this this is before, you know, we also have a Robinhood non-custodian wallet launching uh, by I think by end of year or early January. Um, mm-hmm. So that is going to launch, which is all, which has already like 1.5 million signups. I'm pretty excited about that to launch. Then, uh, then Polygon DeFi has always been, you know, uh, uh, has always been home to, you know, new, new and innovative projects. So we have a lot of uh, builders building in the, uh, in the NFT DeFi space, pe- uh, people building in the, uh, you know, consumer finance uh, lending space, a lot of like lending protocols, DEXs, uh, decentralized exchanges, as you saw with, uh, you know, with the contagion of FTX, you saw that exchanges are, uh, you know, with all the proof of reserves, like exchanges had to show proof of reserves, but with a, right. with a decentralized exchange, you, you really never need to do that. So mm-hmm. that is the focus where people, because of low gas and, uh, you know, low latency, People feel that uh, building products for retail uh, is very helpful, but we have coming ZK technologies where uh, where with Ethereum security, you can build like whatever you want and your funds will be as secure uh, on, on a platform as secure as Ethereum. So I'm yeah, pretty I excited get, about Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit for, you know, some of our audience, maybe they're brand new to DeFi and, and maybe they haven't even, you know, really explored a DEX to its entirety yet. 
But more importantly, when you look at the ZK EVMs uh, and a lot of the roll-ups that are happening out there, obviously Polygon, Ethereum, probably the poster child, I think, of the ZK aspect and, and how we'll see Ethereum virtual machines really kind of convert. But you know, give, give our audience a, a basic understanding of what that means from a DAP mm -hmm. developer. In, in most cases, most people would recognize app developers. Uh, and why that is so important in being able to jump to a layer two like Polygon. Yeah, absolutely. So, so on a high level, on the practical aspect of it, it doesn't change. Nothing changes for you. So uh, you just have to copy your code or copy your Ethereum code or your Polygon POS code and just paste it on ZK. That's it. And, yeah. change, and change, the, change one or two lines here and there. Uh, but practicality wise, nothing changes. But from a architecture and technology point of view, everything changes because now you are building on an infrastructure that is as secure as Ethereum, that is secured by Ethereum. Uh, so what that means is even, uh, so uh, I'll give you an example. So before this, you could uh, you could do it on uh, on Alt layer ones, uh, right. which, are, which have their own ecosystem, have their own validators, and you know you are seeing that uh, there have been significant issues. You know since Terra, there have been issues with uh, alt layer ones. The ecosystem is kind of dying out, uh, uh, and you know developers have have moved into the Ethereum ecosystem. You must have seen you know Phantom Wallet, Magic Eden, right. yeah. uh, a bunch of other bunch of other guys who just moved uh, to to the Ethereum ecosystem because they understand that you know. It is very important to expand out of uh, out of all layer ones, which which is which is practical. Um, but it is it is also very important that you know uh, teams uh, teams who are building on uh, on layer twos uh, like they are building at the same Ethereum security, but at a lower gas. Yeah. Uh, and how that works, if if you want, I can get into that like the math of zk and like why zk is important. Uh, because I'll just give an example. So because if any any transaction, so what you're doing is basically you're taking a bunch of transactions, putting them into a mathematical proof and pushing yep. that to Ethereum. And now anyone on Ethereum can prove that, okay, like this works. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and like, I think a lot of people understand kind of the batch, yeah, the batch protocol that comes in because banking has been doing that for years. Businesses have, right. have understand that. So that, that makes perfect sense. The other aspect, obviously, with the roll-up and, and what you see in the, just in, in terms of TPS with Ethereum, 30 transactions versus you guys, I think, up around 2,000 transactions, 3,000 transactions, um, quite a bit in, in terms of speed. And when you look at, at transactions per second and where the growth of it is, especially in layer two, what kind of applications and dApps do you think are really going to be able to utilize that kind of speed? Where would you see some of the strengths mm -hmm in future DAP developers? Is it all going to be in the DeFi space or do you think it would be something like in retail, much like the partnership you guys did with um, Starbucks? Yeah, retail. I think I think, uh, I think think retail because these are, um, I, I don't know, this is called, I think, high fidelity because a lot of these uh, recurring, recurring, because like finance right. is something that, uh, payments is one is one vertical which has, which has high, uh, you know, low, low, low transaction time. So you, you really need to do a lot of transactions and uh, because, you know, Forex and these kind of things are, are settlements and these kind of things are very, uh, are very 
they had to be done a lot over over a short period of time um so that is very important then uh, then yeah i think i think social media uh, like lens you are already seeing that data on polygon today where lens is uh, is the biggest gas consuming protocol right um uh, on polygon then i think games games are pretty because if you build like on chain games then they are all going to you know hit the chain more times and uh, and uh, hit the chain more times and you know start communicating a lot uh, so that that will require a lot of transactions micro transactions uh, and that will that will have gas so that's what we are seeing uh, with with defi like i think uh, with retail applications uh, uh retail applications will will require a lot of uh, will require a lot of uh, low gas environment and that's what we are seeing right. on polygon now we do want to thank our sponsor today that is trezor.io make sure and check them out safe place for your coins if you guys are not self custodying right now uh what are you doing you you should be we we teach this and coach this all the time uh self custody is really kind of the number one spot to be if you are having to go on an exchanges do it in a way that you're in, you're out, and get back into your self custody position. And Trezor is a, a great partner, and of course, it's a safe place to uh, check your coins out. Also, you can get into the coins themselves. So, just a lot of times, people don't realize how many coins are available on the Trezor and what you can do with it. Uh, tradable in the Sweet app, which is similar to other apps out there. I won't mention names, but you've got, of course, all the majors, including even stable coins. And uh, even things like XRP. So jump into Trezor. Just use the link below for that. I was looking at this chart. Uh, this is January 2018. Total, total digital asset market was about 800 billion now, and you see it uh, now 2,300% uh, increase uh, from its 2018 uh, period. But obviously, a lot happening here in the space around DeFi. Pretty much, kind of has consumed this area. And then the alternative layer ones. This would be Poly- Polygon. Would be falling into that. Really some big growth here overall in terms of Ethereum and kind of how this is going. Now, again, many people would look, okay, so you've got NFTs, you've got gaming, you've got retail coming into it, a lot of other things that are going to uh, outside of DeFi and what we'll see in decentralized finance. Um, but when you look at this and think about the fact that this market is still very, very early, somewhat would look at this market and say it's in its incubator stage. That being the case, is a platform like Polygon capable of scaling at the level in which maybe this market could scale in the next five years? Because we could see mass adoption coming at us pretty quickly, say the next 18 to 24 months, a lot more mm-hmm. levels. And then another three years or maybe another 24 months after that, we could be on a very sharp bell curve up into mass adoption uh, from mainstream. If that is the case, and if we and we all think that that's where you know blockchain is going, how will Polygon be able to handle that kind of move? Because Starbucks is just one entity. Could you imagine the top 1,000 restaurant concepts or the top 1,000 retailers out there utilizing uh, something like a Polygon? How would you guys be able to handle that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's a that's a very uh, good question because like people have to understand that Polygon has. So how we think of the space is basically like there have to be two types of chains. Uh, one is a shared chain uh, like Polygon, POS, ZK, EVM. Uh, right. These are shared shared servers or shared space, basically, where you can we share the base layer with 
a number of protocols uh, for whatever reason. You need composability like DeFi needs composability for like Aave to work with Curve to work with right. One Inch. You need they all need to be in one base layer. But not all applications need to be like that. Uh, are are like that. So for example, Starbucks, Starbucks where it is doing its loyalty points, minting and all of that and NFTs, it doesn't really need to be, uh, uh, be composable with everything else. So that's why they have their own um, and this will be coming in the future that we, most of these like Web2 companies when they start uh, bring <clears throat> start onboarding lot of projects, they have to be, you know, taking their own chain, uh, building their own chain via supernets. Okay. Uh, where you where you can you know have your own select validators bring some people from outside um uh you know and then control the and not control but like uh tune what i mean by tune and configure what gas you need what block size you need all these kind of things mm. consensus you need on that chain uh but still it will be decentralized users will be able to own their assets and if they do not like whatever that particular company is doing, they can move that those assets back to Ethereum. Oh, sorry, back to Polygon POS. Yeah, depends on yeah. on how they want it. So that that at least would be able to handle scalability. At least it's yes. in the level of what we're looking at. You know, for growth in blockchain and what that might look like. Obviously, right. Ethereum, uh, Polygon, kind of tied at the hip. I've, I remember a couple of tweets by Sandeep where he was kind of talking about the fact that it's an all-in kind of scenario. Does ETH benefit from Polygon, or do you think it's the the a completely separate, you know, model of how the two are kind of attached at the hip? Obviously, with Ethereum, the base layer, and with what Polygon is doing to really kind of amp up just some of the services, obviously the DApp ecosystem. But how do you feel like does ETH benefit from Polygon more so, or does Polygon benefit from ETH? No, no. So, uh, so with with all the layer twos coming up, with all the layer twos, EKVM coming up, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely benefits because like uh, it is Ethereum layer two, um, and all the adoption that is coming. See, there are two things, uh, two things here. One is one is like you're technically uh, technologically aligned. Uh, which uh, I mean, even today the validators, you know, pay uh, pay all the bridging costs and like all of the commits that happen on Ethereum. Uh, validators still pay ETH to you know final settlement happens on uh, final commit happens on ETH. So uh, users still users when they move from Polygon to Ethereum, they still pay ETH gas on one side and Matic on the other side. So. So, you know, people are still paying gas. We are, we are Polygon POS is what one of the top five or top six most used right. app. Polygon POS bridge, not anything else. Right. Polygon POS. Yep. Uh, but with layer twos, uh, with, with ZK EVM, uh, you know, things will completely change because it will be a hundred percent secure and like, uh, and it will be Ethereum layer two. So, uh, so all, so the, so the zk validate uh, so the zk sequencer uh, or you know will be putting proofs on ethereum and paying gas for ethereum block um, and that ethereum block like if you are paying gas for the ethereum block we are definitely you know that's the whole point of ethereum layer 2s and uh, and definitely like ethereum will scale i think uh, because of uh, one major reason will be because of polygon and it has happened before like we sure we you know standing with with ethereum for philosophically philosophically uh, and i think no one has put that amount of capital into 
with with on the zk acquisitions we did like about 1 billion uh dollar of acquisitions so i think no one uh no no other chain or no other vc so to say has put that much capital into you know infrastructure for ethereum yeah for sure i want to get into lending and borrowing efficiencies um do you feel like this is helping or hurting defi right now and let me show you a tweet uh that actually came out on on uh polygon defi so lending borrowing fintech uh you know finance opportunity to engage in in new efficiencies in this efficient and real-time lending and borrowing. Do you feel like this is something that, and let me kind of pop this out of here just to give you guys a little bit of understanding of what's happening right there. This is an example of where we're seeing growth in this area. Mm -hmm. What do you think about lending efficiencies as a whole? Because this is something that we are going to continue to see. I would see, especially around DeFi, continue to be a major major part of this. Um, How do you think this plays out? I think uh, I think it's definitely very very important uh, because uh, sorry one second uh, I think it's very very important because um, because like there are two how I think of DeFi you know this was very early on when very few DeFi was there was how I think of DeFi is basically like in traditional traditional finance like in real world basically uh, what do we do uh, with our assets we either trade them for something else like we buy food with cash yeah or or we buy car with cash like that's a trade correct or or if we have dollars we either invest in something uh, we either invest in stocks we invest in that's also a trade but like uh, we buy bonds we buy we put it in the bank for uh, yield we buy tables or whatever like that there, there are two things one is you trade for something second is you get yield that's the fundamental uh apart from that i i mean there would highly would be something but like most of it would be these two things uh now when you look at it on the blockchain is this the same thing like uniswap is letting you allow or uh, uh, now with nfts also you can go from cash uh, i mean usdc uh, right. to a punk or usdc to eat that's essentially uh swap then the other thing yeah. is like Aave, compound euler ovix all these guys uh, they are building infrastructure to provide yield. It's as simple as that. And like some some technology is better than the other. Some provide different assets. Some provide better liquidations. It's just it's just a it's just a you know. So uh, you you it, feel that it's helping DeFi in general the efficiencies. This is not hurting DeFi. It's it's helping oh, DeFi yeah, yeah, in terms of, of yeah okay. Of course it is. Right. Of course it is helping because it's on the blockchain. It is public. Anyone can fork it. Uh, if it is not good. Um, and you know, like the best person wins. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hamza, when you look at, all right, so you kind of compare where banks are going right now. We've seen more and more banks starting to move into the space. Fidelity just launches their program for crypto investments. Um, how long before we might see Matic much like Bitcoin and even Ethereum to a certain extent around being held for custody, uh, from maybe some of the financial institutions out there. Do you think that's something that we'll see soon or do you think uh, Matic will ever make it into that kind of level? I mean, we were already, um, this was two, three months ago, um, Grayscale, large cap. Was mm-hmm. it large cap? I, th- I think Grayscale is one of yeah, the, they were holding one of the big yep. products. Yeah, one of the big, I don't know exactly the name of the, of the product, but Grayscale already had 
um already had you know btc eth matic cardano um and one uh, something yeah i think i think these four five uh, assets were there so so which is which is like a big deal you know for us yeah. uh, and we were like way ahead than some other part uh, project so it is it is a big deal for us because a big deal not for us but just for the fact that you know institutions are accepting the fact that um that you know smart contract layers and layer 2s smart contract platforms and layer 2s have so much to offer yeah. um and and you know it's just going up from here like i think i think yeah i think the banks to- yeah to your point i think the banks are they kind of get it you know in the sense of this is going to be one of the major parts of blockchain in the future i want to do a rundown of just some of the things that uh polygon has done and and in your opinion quickly on each one in terms of the future of that. You look let's go into retail for a second and just look at the um the program with Starbucks and what they've been able to do with their CRM. Probably one of the the biggest and largest digital platforms for customers in terms of mobile devices and interaction. Their digital ecosystem is is I would say unmatched. Uh Polygon now a big part of that. Do you feel like this is just the first stone to turn in the retail sector or do you feel like this is going to be one of those things that takes some time to build out into the retail sector? How fast I guess is the question. Do you think we'll see more adoption? Yeah, I think uh I think uh, there are a lot of things coming. Uh there are a lot of things okay. uh, uh sorry sorry. Um yeah, I think I think uh, there there are I mean I think we don't talk too much about it but like there is there is one major uh I mean I can say it public now because it is uh, minted already so uh, lemon cash which is one of the biggest fintechs I think first or second biggest fintech in Argentina mm-hmm. uh yeah. and I think we should talk more about it is that I mean of course Starbucks and all is good and and of course like Starbucks is like a huge huge deal yes. uh but uh but lemon cash where you know the last mile crypto adoption will come from emerging countries and that is retail retail like that is not even like first world retail that's a, like emerging markets where crypto has the power to really show what it is like you know like stay with inflation ridden economies where argentina has like what 60% 70% uh, inflation year on year and like these kind of numbers make you realize like what the hell is happening in the world uh yes 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 uh they they minted over 400000 or 500000 um you know their avatar nft so in their mobile wallet um all the users when you sign up you get a polygon nft and that mm, nft basically okay. has different states and what they're trying to do is very cool stuff where they're trying to like have a marketplace for those traits um on polygon uh, on polygon so basically if i have uh, a, a a guy with a cool glasses you have someone with you know a good tattoo i want to trade for that and then you can do that like that kind of stuff is so imp- powerful for uh, for user retention uh, but that is like the the cool part but the more important part is that uh, the stable coin adoption in in uh, argentina in brazil uh, with new bank which is the the biggest digital digital asset bank right uh, not digital asset just digital bank uh, neo mm-hmm. bank in all of latam with about 50 million um, users has started to build their own chain they build their own uh, supernet um, 
then uh, Ripio uh, Ripio has already announced which is which is I think one of the biggest Argentinian custodial exchanges uh, building a full DeFi uh, you know counterpart to their business and like do a lot of like stable coin adoption so that is like the retail which I'm more interested about you know bring crypto to the last mile because if we still continue to do this among ourselves then you know we yeah. have not done justice to the great technology that you know satoshi and like everyone back in the yeah. back in the days we have to be well i would say here yeah and then here in the united states the digital or, or uh, you look at the defi wallet with uh, just your partnership with robinhood that's the that i think it would be an equivalent level yes. of something like lemon cash um and with that kind of potential of what that may look like obviously segueing in a large demographic that really aligns well with crypto that maybe have not completely gone into, even though a lot of people on Robinhood wallets or Robinhood right now do invest in crypto. How far do you think that's going to go with Robinhood? Do you think they're going to have a successful rollout with this? Or is it going to be one of those things where we see a little bit of a slow curve in terms of adoption, mainly because of where the current market situation is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... uh... Yeah, I, I don't know, to be honest, like, because uh, I hope it grows, it pumps, uh, like, the the adoption, you know, one one day, uh, 500k users come up. But no, I understand, uh, I understand that, uh, you know, the markets and especially macro is not that good. Uh, but right. you have to, um, but you have to understand that uh, they have, I remember they were telling me that 22 million uh, users that they have on their, on their main wallet. 16 or 15 million users already have traded crypto. So let's wrap up here, um, uh, Hamza. And I want to get into kind of the centralized nature of, of many tokens out there and projects in general. You look at the, uh, the challenges that Solana has faced, obviously more on, on kind of a victim you know, scenario because of the FTX debacle. But with that, it does start to take you know, people to look at the market and say, are others possibly at risk for centralized nature, much like Solana was. And it has suffered. Now, granted, it may make a full recovery. We'll see. Is Matic and or Polygon in those kinds of scenarios in terms of centralized and potentially uh, exposed for any kind of potential problems in the future? Where do you guys feel your strengths are? Yeah, I think, I, to be honest, I think, uh, like, I don't want to comment on any other project. To, uh, like, I'll stay away from that. Um, I think everyone is trying their hard to, you know, uh, to sure. push this and oh, best of luck to everyone. Uh, but one very important thing is like this: we have been cognizant of this fact for a long time, um, and uh, <clears throat> uh, of this of this fact for a long time. And we are actively working on re-delegation and um, and uh, you know uh, re- and, and like you know rebalancing uh, with some of speaking to some of our validators. Um, and and we are actively working on that. And I think the major strength for us is like transparency. All of these things happen publicly um, in in the Discord and uh, on the forum forum technology. Right. <clears throat> so uh, sorry. Uh, so I think one very important strength for us is like just transparency on anything, whether sure. foundation moves any wallets or uh, moves any tokens, or we redelegate or like, uh, delegate or like whatever it is. You know, I think. Uh, I think that, and I think that will continue to to happen. But yes, people should definitely look and you know judge by yourselves, uh, because uh, financial health is more important than a lot of things in the space. Uh, right. And uh, only allocate as much as you can, uh, only only as per your risk appetite. I mean, 
um because uh, definitely we are so early in the space and like all all good things uh, will take time to to, to, to develop, mature and sure. Yeah. Yeah, and please do your due diligence for sure. Yeah, and I think everybody, uh, you know, Polygon very open to your point. Uh, you guys have been very uh, exposed in terms of transparency. I think that is the first step in the right direction: is making sure that these projects are revealing, you know, everything from their tokenized or their tokenomics uh, and how that plays into the marketplace. So definitely um, uh, good to see you guys doing that, Hamza. It's been great having you on. Uh, thanks for uh, stopping in today. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm I'm so sorry for not uh, for not coming on time. Uh, no worries. Sincere apologies. No, not a problem. Thank you. All right. Thank you, you so much. Thank you, guys. Excellent. Thank you. All right, so guys, we're gonna you know kind of wrap this up, but I wanted to hit on a couple points here with with Polygon in general. When you look at the growth potential of where this project goes, and, and what Hamza was talking about, I thought when we hit on a couple of points there, scalability of being able to really kind of deal with these next layer of markets. Um, I was not aware of the Lemon uh, project uh, in uh, Argentina. So that that is surprising because he's right. It, it's a level event that could really onboard a lot of users in crypto in general, which is going to be able to grow these uh, ecosystems, much like what we've seen with, with Polygon. The other thing that I think is going to be playing into this is going to be the wallet side. And if you look at, this was just a story that we had here on Phantom, which was pivoting to Ethereum and Polygon now. Uh, to become a multi-chain wallet. Remember, this was the Solana wallet, okay? So uh, they themselves are looking at multiple uh, aspects in terms of uh, cross-chain and multi-chain. So I think this is a big deal. The other thing that is um, brewing is Polygon's partnership levels. Because remember, we've talked about that many times. Make sure and check our playlist out. But there's a lot happening with, uh, obviously, Meta. You'll see more in the retail sector. And then the Robinhood component, I think, are going to be pretty big. So when you can kind of compare what Reddit was doing, uh, this is Reddit avatar minting starts in December. Uh, this is, again, new all-time high. But I think that we may see this actually really come uh, to the level of really mass adoption is when a major player like Meta, Facebook in essence, really comes into this space. And I think that is going to be the big one that really kind of moves it uh, forward. Polygon also did a deal with Flipkart. They announced a, a strategic partnership, which again goes back to the retail sector that we've been talking about. I think the Starbucks piece is really just the, you know, just the beginning of a huge uh, flywheel coming at it for sure. Uh, a couple other things. Their loyalty programs, this was the point that uh, we were getting at there. Loyalty programs now have recently picked up as one of the significant use cases for blockchain. Uh, and it's under underlying tech. So I think that also goes back to my point on retail, another big potential. But I would agree with Hamza is that the, uh, the onboarding and the inroads to crypto in general are really going to be held in a lot of these digital banks and digital services that are out there, uh, neobanks as they're like to call it. You look at Revolut, uh, Lemon, which apparently is, is another aspect from you know, South America. Uh, and what that might look like. And then you've got Robinhood here in the United States, which I think is going to get very, very creative and probably push a lot of other banks into this kind of scenario, which is going to potentially open up potential inroads for Polygon, mainly because of the necessity to handle those transactions. So again, all these things pointing in the right direction, I think, for uh, where DeFi might be positioning 
uh, especially as it's related to Polygon. All right, make sure, and if you're tuned in over on the podcast, jump over here to the YouTube channel. This is a place to catch it all. And also, remember, get in the Diamond Circle. It is our free service. And the way it works is very simple. You just go over to pbn3.com or paulbarronnetwork.com. You'll find us uh, and click the link below. You join. You get a couple of emails. Uh, we do a lot of content in there that we don't do here. And then we also give you access to other things like member discounts, some other things. We just had a big Black Friday sale uh, that was like a 50% off uh, for all of our Diamond Circle members. And a lot of you guys um, you know, have asked us to extend that. I don't know if we'll extend it, but we'll probably open up another deal uh, for Diamond Circle members. So make sure and use that. If you guys want to reach me, it is out there on Twitter, at Paul Barron. We'll catch you next time right here on TechPath. 